Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. Today, I've got two guests with me. Why don't y'all both say your names? Scott, you go first. I'm Scott, uh, Scott Bird, and I'm at Christ Pres in Oxford, Mississippi. I'm Sam McDonald. I'm a pastor at Faith Presbyterian Church in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Yeah, so Scott and Sam have joined the podcast with me today uh, to talk more about um, partnering with parents and youth ministry. If you've been listening to uh, this season of the podcast, you know that that's been our theme, and we're trying to t- to tackle this from a few different um, perspectives. So today we'll be going in you know, some slightly different um, directions than we've we've gone before. Scott and Sam have both been on the podcast before. Um, Scott, why don't we start with you just? Quickly tell us, you you know, family and then uh, where you did, where all you've done ministry. And then Sam, we'll do the same with you. Yeah, so um, I have, uh, well, obviously I'm married and have two kids. I have a three-year-old little girl and a one-year-old little boy. And uh, I've been at Christ Pres here for going on five years in January. And then um, before that, I was at Pear Orchard with John. And um, how long was I there? Was it? I think it's five years total as well. Um, You did some summer intern and then, you know, full time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and kind of in between uh, while I was in college in Chicago and then Spokane, Washington, I worked with uh, parachurch ministry for a little while and a, uh, and some other local churches. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I forgot about yeah Spokane as well. Um, so that was, I think, yeah, your first after your first year with us or something. Yeah. Maybe first summer. All right, and Sam, I'm old, um, so I I um, have a <laughs> wife, Leanne, twenty three years, um, soon to be twenty four. We have three daughters. Our oldest is in college at Mississippi State University. Our middle is here at home and about to attend Southern Miss, and our our baby is in ninth grade. And um, I have taught high school, and I have worked in youth ministry at several churches, and I've lived abroad to work as a missionary in, in education in Africa and back here to pastor. All right. Well, look, let, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get into some of our discussion today. Hey everyone, this is Michael Hall, Director of Training at RYM. Before we get to today's podcast, I want to invite you to gather with ministry leaders from across the country at Youth Leader Training 2020. YLT is a great opportunity for you to take time away to receive life-giving refreshment from the gospel, build encouraging relationships with other leaders, and grow deeper in your understanding of youth ministry in the local church. YLT is open to anyone with a heart for youth ministry. Men and women, full-time, part-time, parents or volunteers, Registration is now open for both locations, Nashville, Tennessee, and Paradise, Pennsylvania. Visit rym.org slash YLT for more information. Hope to see you there. All right, everybody, we're back uh, talking to Scott and Sam. Um, Sam, why don't we pick up a little bit with you just sharing. Okay, you mentioned you were in Africa. I know those who listen to the local youth worker, you shared your story. And remind me, you were over there eight years. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Just talk to us a little bit about what was youth ministry like over in Africa? 
Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure it was kind of a new phenomenon, but it was a necessary phenomenon. Um, you know, the statistic was something like post-AIDS epidemic, 71% of sub-Saharan Africa was under the age of 25. Hmm. Uh, and so youth ministry became something important, I suppose, out of necessity. I was typically associated with the Presbyterian churches there, but they all seemed to, they all seemed to have interacted at some point with Western churches, and the idea of specific ministry to youth became uh, more and more of a value. Um, it, it, of course, was uh, a, taken a little bit differently. Africa tends to be an authority uh, centered culture. And so the youth worker was typically a lay person who would um, serve as head of a youth committee and they would be responsible for what they would call a youth program, which meant Sunday afternoons. They would gather for a couple of hours on the church ground and it would be a time of music and uh, singing and uh, a sermon which could, you know, the sermon itself could be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. So time, time, time constraints weren't a big issue there. And would teenagers, would teenagers stay focused? They would stay focused for an hour Well, it's hard to tell their hearts. Now their eyes were certainly focused because again, it's a huge respect culture. Mm -hmm. And so to not look like you're interested or not to look like you're paying attention would be disrespectful. And so you'd get called out even by other youth to be uh, paying attention. So if Very you were similar the, to the United States. Of yeah. course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if you were, if you were the teacher, you felt really good. Like they were, man, you're really on today. They were keyed in, but the truth is they were probably dozed and they just learned to keep, leave their eyes open. I, they're typical teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's fascinating to hear just, again, how youth ministry occurs in various contexts. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Jonathan Davey on um, from Scotland, and just it's, it's great to get different perspectives on, on youth ministry. Um, so, so over these next uh, three weeks, I'm going to be talking to Scott and Sam. We're going to, going to be talking about just this, this theme of partnering with the parents. But, uh, you know, looking at some of the maybe some of the difficulties of that a little more pointedly than, than we've done on some of the other uh, podcasts. And uh, that's part of the reason to have Sam on uh, since he is uh, wiser uh, than we are and has children that are further along <laughs> that have been through youth ministry. Uh, it's hard to say that because anytime you say that, that seems like you're just a subtle way of saying he's old, but, and, and I assume that's why you laughed when I said and that. Is that. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> If but I'm it's true. wise, I'll admit I'm not wise. So that's, <laughs> it's a catch 22. Yeah, it is. Um, but, but I, what I wanted us to talk about a little bit is just the, I think one of the early critiques I got in youth ministry was, you know, youth ministry isn't a biblical concept. It's, it's not in the Bible, but, but I think I could be wrong, but, but most church contexts we're dealing with, that's not really the issue. It kind of goes to the other end of the spectrum that you have parents that in a sense completely buy into this concept, but it goes to the extreme of just kind of outsourcing uh, some of their responsibility to disciple their own children to the youth worker. And so maybe let's, let's talk about that just a little bit. Um, Just reacting to that kind of outsourcing 
discipleship. Scott, Sam, who wants to go first? I'm kind of reacting to that. Thoughts on Please, that? Scott. I have seen it. Um, yeah, See, he's, so, he, he's wise because he threw that directly to you. I know. I was, I was gonna <laughs> I'll be able to just respond and critique everything he says. No, no, that's wrong. Um, yeah, so I've had, like I said, more of the, the issue of parents outsourcing youth ministry and kind of saying, hey, here's my kid, kind of a spiritual drop-off service. Um, or, hey, I've got this issue with my kid. Can you talk to him? Which is great. But um, I've had that issue more than, uh, you know, youth ministry isn't biblical. I think I think most parents are pretty happy to have some help, and um, they're not going to question the, the validity of it, uh, which I will say it is – in the Bible, you know, Proverbs is addressed to a, a young boy. Um, so anyway, um, so that's been more, my experience has been more, uh, you know, here's, here's my kid. Can you do something about it? Uh, yeah, Sam, so yeah, Sam, have you seen that as well? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm old enough to, and I think I mentioned this last time that we talked, um, I'm old enough to remember when there wasn't a youth ministry and lived in its development and then have seen it blossom into a, you know, exclusively professional category uh, over the last say 30 years. So in, in many ways I'm compassionate because I think a parents, you know, of course, when a youth ministry just was beginning, didn't have any categories other than, well, there's a guy or a, a female that's willing to take your kids to summer camp and drop them off and stuff. So great. Um, then pretty soon it developed into its own, you know, and this is a negative view of it, but its own subculture where it was completely segregated. And so in one sense, parents who were exhausted, you know, of course would think that's a great thing. Um, um, and those, I, I think, more sensitive would, would be able to say even what, what Scott said, hey, I need another voice in my child's life. So that's the best case scenario. Uh, but yes, it's true. You can see the development of a negative trend uh, in the sense of exclusively relying on the youth minister uh, to kind of, um, you know, turn over the responsibility in case... <laughs> things go sour perhaps uh mm-hmm. that that the man you let us down you didn't you didn't help us enough so yeah i, I see that I've, I've seen that develop it's similar to scott nobody is talking about the biblical theological categories uh, as much as just the practical you know um there's a in in the worst case scenario a service mm-hmm. that the church provides and i'll take advantage of it when it's needed yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is definitely an important conversation to have. It can be, you know, a sensitive conversation where we're not trying to have this conversation to, you know, bash parents or to guilt trip in any way, but to acknowledge, I mean, this is a reality. I think the majority of youth workers are dealing with in some way, shape or form. And so to kind of get this out there to discuss it and to think of ways in which, you know, youth workers uh, can respond. I mean, this is the local youth worker podcast. It's aimed at youth workers, but we know some parents might listen to this. And so I just want to acknowledge that, that this is not, you know, bashing, guilt tripping parents to to point out. I mean, as you know, Scott said, and as we can see in scripture, it, it's 
biblical for the parents to be passing on the faith to the next generation, that there is a responsibility uh, that can be placed on them. But, but when some of those parents do shirk that responsibility and just kind of, you know, putting it in the, I guess, harsh terms that we said, outsourcing, what, what do you guys think the response of the youth worker should be? That if you see and know and have a parent that's just completely turned over the discipleship to the church and given it to the youth worker, how should the youth worker respond? Should the youth worker just say, okay, well, you know, I can do that. I'll happily share the gospel with this child. I'll disciple this child. Or should there be some pushback, some conversation? Sam, Scott, whoever wants to respond first. Scott, you should respond. Sam, you got this one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I would begin with just education. I honestly don't think parents know that um, the youth worker is looking at them as a viable, real, genuine um, partner in um, raising up their children. They, um, so, you know, parents in the worst case scenario might think of themselves as neat, just turning it over for a service. But I, I, in my experience, I think most people just don't know that's the way it's meant to be. We, We've, uh, like I said, you know, you're talking about um, something that's developed in just the last couple of decades from nothing to all of a sudden, uh, here we are doing podcasts about youth ministry. So, you know, they, there's not been enough time to really sit down. I'm sure there are philosophies of ministry and stuff out there, but no parent's going to be exposed to that. Um, the best people have in their mind is, hey, we get up, we go to church. And there's something age specific and that's great. But I think, yeah, the first response might be, hey, just, you know, generally speaking as a church, did you know that part of the way we really, really, truly, genuinely want to minister to your students is for you to have a, for you, the parents, to be in relationship with the youth minister and the youth ministries? And how can we together um, best uh, help these uh, students to Christ and prepare them for, you know, the real world? And how can we help you in the process of raising them? That's, that's the best uh, case scenario response. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was kind of my first thoughts too, is kind of education. You know, do they know biblically that, that they are the primary disciples of their kids and, and that's their job? Uh, you know, I think, just you know there's a i don't know if, you know my dad's dad had no category for that for discipling, <laughs> you know his kid it was kind of like yeah i think that's just a whole generation and so my dad didn't experience that um and so he didn't really have much of a category for that and so i think there is i mean we do need to be gracious and just think about you know that maybe they just don't know um <laughs> maybe they haven't been shown what that looks like um Maybe they don't have the tools to to do that. Like, where do I start? That kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, too, I think I'm thinking of specific students in my youth ministry. Um, you know, what's going on at home? Uh, you know, are, are the parents believers? Mm -hmm. Can you expect that from them? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of a lot of questions I think you got to ask to kind of get at the background and and figure out how to address that but i think a lot of it is just parents not knowing where to start 
Um, and so trying to tee them up to do that, like give them the resources and stuff. Yeah. Like one thing that we've done since I listened to, um, one of your podcasts with uh, David Murray on it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been in the Christian Man Academy. Mm-hmm. So we have a guy's Bible study in the morning. And so I'm asking the dads to watch just the five-minute video with their sons about what it is to be a man. And there's discussion questions. And so, um, and then we get together, just the guys, and uh, discuss it the next morning. And that, I've had a lot of good feedback from dads who are like, thank you for giving me something mm-hmm. to do with my kids. Because I think there's just kind of this vague, hey, you should be discipling your kid. And there's no um, no tools or resources or, you know, really uh, practical things to, to give them. Hmm. No, that's, that's really good. And I like just how, how both of you said, I mean, obviously, to be gracious in the way we do this, to, to see the, from the perspective of, and there's some ways in which this is somewhat of a new category, new perspective, you know, of, youth ministry that all previous generations were not, not exposed to. Um, and I know we're about to wrap this, this up, but, um, and Scott, you started to answer this a little bit of when you say educate the parents, what are some practical ways in which youth workers can do that without it coming across as, you know, this young youth worker, you know, male, female youth worker coming to the parent who's obviously further along in life and wisdom and them coming to them, trying to, to educate them on this. What are some practical ways uh, you all can, can think of? You guys can you hear just... me. I, I got lost somewhere. My internet's frozen. Yeah, I can hear you, Sam. It did cut out. Um, can you hear me, Sam? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Something so, froze. Sorry. No, it's fine. When did they get internet in Brookhaven? <laughs> so, hey. so, I grew up in Brookhaven. So, <laughs> so some practical ways in which uh, you can come alongside uh, parents to, to educate them on just, just, you know, the biblical responsibility they have as parents to, to disciple their, their children. I mean, I can, I can think of a few, but would love to hear some of y'all's thoughts as we wrap this one up. Um, so the question is, what are some practical ways to educate? Um, yeah, so. the parents, yeah, to come without coming across and just this kind of, you know, know-it-all, arrogant, teachy attitude. I mean, because again, the, the youth worker is younger than the parents oftentimes. And so it can be uncomfortable for the youth worker to, to educate the parents or to teach the parents about the, this concept. Yeah, I think for me, doing it in kind of general settings like like we have a youth parent meeting every year and i say the same things almost every year where it's like hey we're here to come alongside you as you disciple your kid and um making it clear that we're not you know that spiritual drop-off service but we're partnering with parents and doing that and um ultimately it's their task and and you know reminding them that we have maybe one or two hours a week with their child and they have a lot more um, time and influence and um, stuff. But again, you know, trying to be gracious because, you know, I've heard parents eat guilt for breakfast. Like they probably know they should be doing more. Uh, So being gracious, but also because I am younger, I feel like I have to do that probably more in a generic sense and, and try to give resources kind of in, uh, just kind of put it out there for everybody and then see who takes advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam, what do you think? 
Well, I mean, it can be awkward, but, you know, for the student, but uh, just asking parents periodically, just over a long haul, uh, to come every now and then to a youth group, sit in the back or uh, help participate in an activity, uh, just to be exposed to what goes on there um, would begin to, um, you know, give them a stake in connecting, you know, what is being taught at church and creating some expectations of when I'm home, you know. Uh, I know it can be disconcerting for a youth to, who's impressionable and just learning the gospel to still, still be excited about things and then come home and find the discouraging environment. Uh, but having a parent understand, hey, that's kind of what they're bathing in at church and when they get home i want to be able to coordinate that the best and you know rather than bombarding them with um, information or pamphlets which could work too just exposing the information to teach them is just to invite them to kind of see what's going on hmm. yeah so yeah very helpful thoughts i think that's that's good as you're talking about passing resources on to it's always easy when you can say hey this is what somebody else is doing or you know just kind of subtly putting these things i mean scott you talking about david murray's stuff um how that can be helpful i think it's a good idea too for the youth worker to talk to some of the leadership in the church um most likely you know the, the senior pastor to even say okay could there be like an, a sermon series on this kind of educating the parents, teaching the parents about their, their biblical responsibilities as a parent, or just kind of periodically addressing this. So getting people, again, who are older in the church to kind of be that, um, just echo that message uh, that could go a long way as well. So um, those are some good thoughts. I know we need to, to wrap this up. Uh, and really what, what kind of leads into our discussion for, for next week is, is connected to this. And that really is kind of dealing with some priorities and really at times when parents may prioritize some some other things over youth ministry and how the youth worker uh, can kind of get caught in the middle of that at times. So we'll be, we'll be addressing that. So Scott, Sam, thanks for your time and look forward to talking to you more next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Oh, come and buy without money. Oh, come and feast without